welcome. This is an awesome podcast. This yeah. is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> to the Jeff. It's a lot of whiskey, Jeff. Macalino. Jeff Macalino. 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 Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the Jeff Macalino Podcast. Very excited for this one. This is uh, one of the guests I probably spent more time than almost any other guest, um, let's say, researching him. And mainly that was because I could not stop watching his YouTube videos. Brad Goss is a, uh, we'll say, a children's book author, though these children's books are not exactly ones that you would probably have your children read, especially not your small children. Um, some very funny, funny things he will hang on, uh, throughout the episode and you will hear him read, uh, one of his excellent books to me. Um, he has jingles that go with all of them. It's great. Um, thanks so much to Brad for coming on because, and, and thanks for, uh, you know, I mentioned in my intro and outro last week, I was suffering from the flu. Well, I recorded this episode kind of day one. Uh, of the flu. I was, uh, I, I woke up, I want to say at like one thirty. I, uh, I ended up throwing up a few hours before, uh, this podcast recording. Uh, honestly, I, I poured myself a drink for this, uh, mainly because it, it helped my throat a little bit. <laughs> um, I think I stopped drinking immediately after this, and uh, then I was basically unconscious for three to four days, um, or I don't remember much because I had a high fever. Uh, so the the health was not very lucky for this, but I had a great guest who was able to uh, honestly uh, kind of carry uh, this episode uh, a little bit here. So uh, I don't think he was aware I was battling, but... Uh, I, I apologize to him afterwards. I think I did a pretty good job editing out most of my coughing after the fact. Uh, I, I, I thanked him for bearing with me as I coughed in his ear constantly for an hour. And he said, hey, it's no, no problem to me. I'm not the one editing the audio. I'm like, oh, no. Uh, fortunately, it wasn't, wasn't too terrible. I did a good job uh, holding my coughs for moments of silence, uh, not in the middle of him speaking or anything. <laughs> So bear with me if I cough a couple times in this episode. Um, and uh, yeah, otherwise I'll see you on the flip side. Uh, enjoy this episode with me and Brad Goss. Uh, stay tuned to the end where he will read me a story. You can cheat and go on the YouTube page uh, because I am putting that little clip out on YouTube because really you need the visual while he reads the story. Um, but I'd still like you to listen to the whole podcast and get to know Brad a little bit better. Uh, and, uh, hey, if you do hop over to the YouTube, give me a goddamn subscription for crying out loud. Uh, I'm sick of people watching my videos and not subscribing. I got a whole little uh, Drunk Jeff Eats series going on there that uh, some people like, where I try to keep getting these new fast food menu items and uh, eating them while intoxicated and filming it. Uh, and I, I try not to make them ASMR videos. I try to editing out as much of the chewing as possible. <laughs> so, because I did have someone uh, say something to me about 
swallowing the sandwich whole. No, I just edited out 10 seconds of me making chewing noises because that's not what I'm going for. Uh, but I guess maybe I'll start an ASMR channel where I just chew. Mm, I'm sure you want that. <laughs> All right. Enjoy this episode with me and Brad Goss. And uh, after you listen to the episode, or maybe while you're listening to the episode, why don't you hop on over to Geology? Yes, use the link in the show notes below uh, to uh, go to Geology, and it's an award-winning men's skincare line. Uh, they will give you a little quiz on their uh, on their site where their dermatologists will decide uh, what regimen they should ship to your door uh no matter what you suffer from or if you don't suffer from anything like myself uh you could just try to you know stay looking young they've got their everyday face wash their vital morning face cream repairing night cream and nourishing eye cream you can get a 30-day trial or a 90-day trial of those four products that's where i'd recommend you start uh take the quiz use the link in the show notes below so you can help me help you with your skin care all right. See you on the flip side. Well, everyone, I am super pleased to welcome Brad Goss to the Jeff Macalino podcast. Uh, how are you this morning, Brad? I'm fucking fantastic. How are you? I am. Uh, I'm. I'm battling through it. I. <laughs> I. Uh, this. This Yeti may may have an adult beverage inside of it. Um, it's a little early, but I've been up since like 1:30. So. <laughs> You're living your best life. <clears throat> yeah or 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 the most depressing life i don't know one or the other i <clears throat> i have a bad habit of uh of getting uh, a little intoxicated and ordering greasy food from uber eats uh late night and uh the later you order the worse options of food are available and the worse so, your toilet looks in the morning yeah yeah so i've been up with acid reflux and heartburn for like nine hours now so pretty much it's I, drinking time <laughs> i feel like that's not your only bad habit no no it, it's it, it it's not <laughs> Good. I, uh comedy is my worst habit <laughs> but yeah now you got started uh i'm i'm a little younger than you i i say i was 34 when i had a midlife crisis and decided to try to get into comedy um you you must be healthier than me because i did hear you say somewhere else you had a midlife crisis uh, a little bit older, probably yeah, a more 40, reasonable midlife age. For, for in my forties. <laughs> <clears throat> so you just kind of left the the whole corporate bullshit and uh, said, "I like I like making people laugh. Let's just go see what happens." Right? There was never a corporate. I I um I've been an entrepreneur since I was twenty four, <clears throat> um and um always kind of did things my own way, but but you know and and loved using humor and everything that I did marketing you know everything involved I always pulled humor into everything I did because it was just part of me um and then uh uh in 2012 I did a I went to Second City and I did a stand-up um class there and just to get I was doing some public speaking and I just wanted to get better at it and um I had to do a five-minute open mic as a at the end of the class and it was the first time I had gotten up in front of an audience without any teaching material, without any, I have no knowledge to drop on you. I'm, my only job is to make you laugh for five minutes. And it was so intoxicating. It was just like, okay, I want to do this. And so, I mean, it took me a long time to get there, um, but I've sold 
I've had to sell businesses. I've had to, you know, kind of divest myself from other things that I was doing. And, and now for the last three years, this is all I do. Yeah. And uh, you kind of found a, a niche uh, yeah. in a uh, children's books, um, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the humor, this will, this will tell you how I raise my children. I, my nine-year-old son, I'm like, well, you can't listen to most of these books, but I'll let you listen to Dead Babies. Nice. Uh, a series of short life stories, I believe is the full title. Yeah. Um, he cracked up at that. And then I show him Dead Babies 2. And he, this is how much of a smart ass. He's like, I actually think Dead Babies, the original was better. <laughs> <laughs> He'll say the book was better than the movie when the movie comes out. Right. <laughs> I just, I just got a copy of Dead Babies 5. It just came in. So. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, the, that was the the first video of yours I saw. I think it was the second or third title, you know, when you, you when you scroll through the books and, and it just a collection of short life stories, I started crying. I was just <laughs> like, this, that is the perfect. <laughs> it's a great subtitle. Sometimes you just hit it out and you're like, maybe this will go, maybe it won't. And now there's five of them and a coloring book. Oh, there is a call. I, I saw on yeah. your website. So you do have coloring books also. Yeah. I paid my kids to color it just so I could have like, Hey, here's what they look like colored, you know, and they're 12. So. <laughs> yeah. So, so they can only uh, watch some of them as well, or, or listen to some of the books as well. I assume. <laughs> they, you know what? They, I think they've seen it all. They're, they, they, they have TikTok. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, so, something you have figured out quite well is TikTok. <laughs> I'm yeah. uh well, I'm younger than you. I'm not smart enough to figure out TikTok still. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm, I get on the phone with everything. <clears throat> I remember I was posting Instagram episodes and stuff. And someone's like, why don't you use hashtags? I'm like, I, okay. Should I know oh. what that means? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I should. <laughs> but uh, hey, it's, it's, I've slowly learned things. It works. <clears throat> what uh with the children's books what was it that uh how did you stumble into that um so i had a clip art company before this sold uh, stock cartoons like stock images um to you know, developers and whatever uh you know web, uh, website marketers that kind of stuff and um as a joke i made a fake children's book cover for a facebook ad and I was like, you can do anything. The company was called Vector Tunes. I said, you could do anything with Vector Tunes. And it was like even children's books. And then it was like, you know, the the dad was leaving and then and the new stepdad was sitting on the porch and the kids were crying. You know, it was just like I can't, you know, it was just some it was some terrible thing. And I had a lot of fun making it, you know, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And so, and I posted it on my own personal Facebook and I got a lot of traction out of it just from my friends and stuff. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll make a few of these. And I ended up making 99 of them in like a weekend, just dragging clip art into a, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty quick designer. So I put these together and then I'm like, I'm going to publish this. I'm going to make a book. And so I made a book and I didn't really do much to, to promote it, but it was all covers of, it was like 99 children's books. That, it was called daddy drinks and 99 other children's books that never made it. <laughs> um, and they were just covers. Right. And, and the book didn't really, I sold maybe, you know, a hundred copies to friends and family and whatever network I had access to through my social media. And, um, and then my kids told me about TikTok and I set up an account, made a couple crappy videos. Nobody watched. 
had a video taken down because I was in my underwear. You know, like I was just like, I was like, oh, the girls are in their underwear. I'll, I'll, put, I'll go in my underwear. No. Um, standard. <laughs> yeah. Reported. Um, so nobody wants to see that. I don't even want to see that. So, um, so, so then one day I was just like, I, I, I pulled out the book with the covers in it. And one of the covers was Why Daddy Hits Mommy, A Kid's Guide to Understanding Alcoholism. And, you know, on the cover, there's like a woman sitting on the floor and she's bleeding and the man's like yelling at her and the kid's like, "Ah," you know, and it's like, you know, it's ridiculous. Right. But it was and it was again, I made it with clip art, like no, no costume drawings, just like I found some stock stuff and put it there. And I showed it. I said I went on TikTok and and I said, my name is Brad Goss. I write books for children, but my publisher keeps rejecting them. Tell me what you think is wrong with this. And then, boom, showed the cover million and a half or whatever. I can't remember what the numbers are, but huge number of views. And as a marketer, I always knew, you know, listen, read. I read every comment. I replied. I asked questions, you know, but most of the comments were read us the book. And there was no book. It was just a cover. And so I'm like, I I need to write this book. So I sat down and I wrote out Dr. Seuss style, you know, the, the lyrics to the book. And then I just held up the cover because I didn't ha- I printed out the cover, you know, and I didn't have a book. And I just I didn't I never thought this was going to be a thing. Right? right. So I just had the you know, I just held up the cover and I had the, the lyrics printed on the back and I read it to people. And then they were like, show and then that got a million and a half views or whatever. Right. And then they're like, show us the book. We want to see the pictures. Why can't we buy this book? These, you know, all the stuff was and I'm like, <laughs> okay, and I knew self publishing, I knew how to do that. That's like, once you learn how to do it, you never forget. So I was like, I, you know, I know how to, I know how to make a book and put it on Amazon. So before I show the interior of this book, I'm going to make it, publish it, sit, and then at the end say, you can get it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So I, I illustrated every page, you know, and the dad beating the mom and flee to the grandma's house and all the stuff, you know, and, and then I showed it. And at the end, I said it was available on Amazon. Boom, started selling. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I just showed the whole book. And some people say, you know, why would I buy it? You just showed me the whole book. Apparently, some people like to buy these things as gifts or they like to share them with their friends or they like to have them around or whatever. They like to prank people with them or whatever it is. So they're buying them, you know, and and so the more I share them, the more they buy them. And so that was three years, not even three years, it would be three years in November. Uh, So two and a half, we'll call it two and a half years ago. And right before COVID and lockdown and all that kind of stuff. And now today I have 97 published books self-published books it, it is amazing how things laid out like that and it is I, w- I was wondering the same thing when I was watching a lot of the, your your books and I'm like I do wonder if this hurts his sales but it does kind of make sense that if you're getting it as a gag gift you, you maybe want to get the funniest one so it kind of makes sense in that regard and it's kind of a, a, a good thing, I would say, from your end, too, because it gives you a hell of a lot of content you can you can do real easily. Well, it's it's like um, you know, fr- a friend of mine said, you know, you you've you've built this perfect monetization strategy, like most TikTokers who have this kind of view numbers are still struggling to figure out how to monetize it all. But I've built in like the, the content it is a product, right? I'm sh- like, every one of my, my videos is a commercial to buy one of my books and right. that's that you know like I've, i'm just standing there telling jokes there's no money in it for me but if i'm sharing a product with you that you're enjoying 
then it's an advertisement for the product, you know, and, and it's like, I don't know. I, I think, I think we all have like, um, there's a, there's a certain amount of, of appreciation for the share. So for every one person who says, why would I buy it? You just showed it to me, you dummy. There are like five people who are buying it. Right. And so, you know, it's like, you know, and, and, and then I you know, always kind of respond with, well, not everybody has friends, <laughs> you know, or whatever. <laughs> and like, and then they're like, oh, I get it now. And, and it's, they're cheap. They're 10 bucks, you know? So it's like, they're easy to buy. There's no barrier of entry. It's not like I'm making them, you know, oh, you got to buy the multi-volume set for 60 bucks. I have those, but it's like, you want, you, you know, you want dead babies five, it's 10 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And you do have the ones with the uh, 14, which better bang for your buck, but yeah, but, uh, but yeah, you, you can very easily just get one and uh, you can pick the funniest one by watching the videos. It is funny too, with comedy. Uh, I've only been probably two years trying to find my way through. Uh, and it, it is funny how you just find an angle that's like, all right, I like this better than this, or this people like this better than or people like my podcast better than my stand-up probably means I'm not very funny in stand-up, but still it's, you know, go where the people are and let them tell you where the, you know, just. Yeah. Not everybody's funny by themselves with a microphone. It's really hard, right? I've been doing some open mics and I have a, you know, a stand-up gig coming up in Toronto. And it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's a different thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas when, on a, when you're interviewing people, you kind of have someone to play off of there's instant feedback, you know, you have, you kind of have a rapport, it's a totally different dynamic to be funny with another person. Even I, I'm the same way. Like, you know, sometimes I can be um, funnier by myself. And then other times it's like, I can't be funny by myself. I just need it. I need another person to play off of for whatever reason. Yeah. It's easier, especially, you know, I feel like when you're, you're uh, self-deprecating a lot, a lot of it is easier to play with someone to play off of. Um, yeah. And that's where I've, I've, you know, I've, hopefully uh getting a lead role in a comedy feature film so i've even like all right acting i do better than i do <laughs> you know right. I'll, I'll, right I'll take i'll take the paycheck where it is <laughs> i always like the dynamic where the where there's the the person's being really self-deprecating and the other person's feeling awkward about it and it's like it and they just keep they just keep like beating themselves up and the other person's like oh well, you know and they're like struggling with how to respond to it yes yes that's that's the dynamic I like to have sometimes. It's just, yeah. I'll, I'll talk about, you know, oh, I only average drinking a, a, a little over a liter of whiskey a day. Right. I only thought about suicide four times yesterday. <laughs> and then they're like, I don't know what to say to this guy. I actually, <laughs> I'm, not I'm not qualified to help you. <laughs> I was talking on stage once at an open mic and saying, you know, I, I drink this much. I, I drink in, and I measure it in liters. And somebody in the audience, another comic's like, you measure your alcohol intake in liters instead of ounces. And I'm like, oh, that, that might be a problem I haven't considered before. <laughs> Probably means I'm, the volume's a little much. <laughs> but it's it's not as bad as ordering uh, mozzarella sticks and corn dogs and French fries at 10 o'clock at night. But I don't you know. know. It's not, that I mean, that sounds amazing to me. Yeah, well, it was amazing going down. It was not amazing this morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like the that's price. the kind of thing. I feel like that's the kind of thing you have to eat naked in the bathtub. If you're gonna do it, you gotta do it right. You know what? That's probably my indigestion this morning was probably God's way of saying you gotta do it a little bit better next time. Yeah. 
That's right. I'll try it again tonight. Nothing bad can happen, right? Bubble bath. (laughs) Mark my words. Yeah. This thing, this thing makes drinking easy because, you know, this will last me a nice hour in there. I understand. (laughs) The, um, so the, the books come, um, I know I, I had heard you say you don't do the illustration for the books. Right. Right. Um, and also you have a jingle or a, a little song for every single book. And, That's right. Um, where, where did that, I mean, the illustration part's pretty straightforward, I guess, but the, the song, where did that kind of kick in? Because that adds so much to the videos. <laughs> I, um, I was doing, so um, I started filming reactions of people on, there's a, a, just like you and I are talking on Zoom right now, there's a, a website called Omegle where you can go and have random chats with mostly teenagers, um, you know, cause that's who's on there. Um, right. So, you know, I, I talk to teens on the internet at night and um, <laughs> I go on, I, I, I go on and I, you know, I put on my sunglasses and I stand here in my, in my basement and I, um, I, I do a story time. I say, hey, I'm gonna, and I always say, I want to try to make you laugh. Cause that's how they stay. Right. If I'm like standing there and being creepy and weird, you know, they're gone. But if I say, I'd like to try to make you laugh, or sometimes they'll see all the stuff behind me and they'll be like, what do you do for a living? And then I'll say, I'll give you, I'll give you three guesses, you know, and kind of play a little game with them and then tell them I'm a comedian. And, it, you know, when you tell, you know, when you tell someone you're a comedian, right, what's the next thing? <laughs> make me laugh. Tell, tell me a joke. Tell me a joke. <laughs> go. Go, clown, go. <laughs> make me laugh. And so, um, but that's what I want them to say. Right. And, they, and they know that it's like, they're, they're putting me in this hard position, but they think I'm, they think I don't have anything here to show them. They don't think I have any props. And even if I do, they're going to be ridiculous. Like I'm going to pull out some puppet and be like, this is Mr. Wake, you know, like, so, so they're prepared, you know, they're like this 48 year old man balding standing here in front of me with his sunglasses on. There's no way he's going to make me laugh. And then I just, you know, and, and then I say, you know, and I'm, you're going to pick one, but read it to you like you're five. And it only takes two minutes. And then they're like, let's do this. And then I, and then I started showing them the books. Right. And then I, and then I made a couple videos that way and I got some great reactions, you know, and, and, and then I'm, and then I realized, you know, there's just not enough here. Like I make these videos out of it. I put them up on YouTube or whatever, but there's just not enough show here. Right. There's not enough. I'm going to use a terrible word here, but it just came to mind. So I have to say it out loud now. Pizzazz. There wasn't enough pizzazz. <laughs> right. And I'm like, what a weird word. So that was the word I was thinking too, by the way, really? it makes you feel Amazing. better. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. So, it, so I felt like, you know, I needed to add something. So the next time I did it, I was like, Oh, remember Sesame street. And they'd be like, to, you know, or, or, and they'd say, you know, brought to you by the letter C, you know, brought to you by the letter B. And so I had these, I had these pieces of paper with single words on them printed out huge black, huge black letters. Right. And I, and I'd have the word down here and I'd say, um, before I read the book to you, I just want to let you know, today's episode is sponsored by the letter B and B is for black. And I would just hold up the word black, you know, and they'd be like, you know, they wouldn't know how to react to like, it's just like, they they're so weird about race and stuff. It's just like, just saying the word black makes them uncomfortable, you know? So I just hold up the word black. (laughs) Yeah. and then and then and then then and then at the end i had another one and i would say okay uh one more time for the sponsor today's episode is brought to you by the letter b and b is for basic bitch you know and i just hold up basic bitch and then they would laugh and i would put it down 
and then the next time I did, you know, C is for cuck, you know, and then, and then, and then I did, and then I learned most kids didn't know what that word meant. So, and then I would say, do you know what a cuck is? And then they'd say, no. And then I would say, well, a cuck is when, you know, and I would explain it to them like very matter of factly and they'd laugh and, you know, and that was kind of fun, but then I'm like, I'm going to run out of these word ideas very quickly. And it still wasn't enough like pizzazz. Right. So I'm like, um, you know, you've probably heard of a website called Fiverr. Yeah. So I went on Fiverr one day and I saw this advertisement for a guy that did jingles and they were like 40 bucks or whatever they were. Right. I'm like, Oh, that would be kind of interesting to do a jingle for why daddy hits mommy. Actually, no dead babies was the first jingle. <laughs> and I, and I wanted to do, I wanted to kind of make it sound like baby shark, you know, or it was like dead babies do 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 kind of thing. Right. <laughs> and so they did something similar, you know, they're like dead babies do 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 do. And I was like, okay. And then it was like pushing up daisies. And I was like, yeah, this is great. Right. So they made this cool. I gave them the lyrics and they made this. And I said, you know, just make it sound cool. And they, and, and they did. And then I'm like, okay, this is, I'm going to use this in my TikToks, but then I'm like, I, I could, use, every time someone says they choose dead babies, I could play the jingle for them. Right. And so I'm like, oh, I can, I can figure that out. So for 40 bucks, I'm like, I could just do all the books at the time. I think I only had, I don't know, 30 or 40 books when I started making jingles. So I started making them for the popular books, why daddy hits mommy and, you know, all these different jingles. And then I started making them sound like radio jingles for products. Right. So they're just weird. Um, but then it's one of those things where, so I have this like stream deck box here. And when, so when people pick now, when they pick a book, I can immediately bang the, bang out the, all the covers are on buttons. I, I hit the cover, starts playing the song. And that gives me, because there was like a, a, an awkward moment where I had to like pick up the books, pick out the one that they picked out, open it up to the page. And, and it took me, you know, 15 seconds to do that. So if I had a 15 second jingle playing while I was doing that, I kind of took out this awkward pause. Cause they yeah. were like reacting to the song and I'm getting ready to read the book to them. So now there's like a transition. And so I, once I found that formula, I'm like, this works really well. So I just, now every book has a jingle and you know, it's amazing. Yeah. And they're earworms. Like, yeah. <laughs> start humming it later. And I'm like, am I, what am I humming? I'm, I'm humming clip clop the racist horse cop. <laughs> oh my God. That's one of my favorites. That's one of my favorites. The, the theme song to that is just so clean with the gunshots yeah. and oh, so yeah, good. that, that one, uh, I, that one may have been the one that made me laugh the most when I, when I, when I watched it, um, what, uh, I was curious too, with the, uh, the subject matter, is it something you just kind of sit around thinking and all of a sudden something will pop in your head and, and I imagine you probably can do them quicker than most people would imagine but getting the idea I would think would be the the hurry up and wait part so yeah to speak. yeah you're you're right on the money so the once I have the idea the book can be done in an hour uh like like published and submitted to Amazon in an hour and live tomorrow um wow. You know, especially if I'm working with art, I already have. If I'm working with clip art, an hour. If I if I have to get custom drawings, which is what I'm doing most of the time now, um, it takes a little bit longer. But then, I, like, so it's idea, art. But then once I have the art, it takes me an hour to make the book, like write it, make it. You know, and I actually the funny thing is I don't actually write the book until I have the art, hmm. which is kind of a weird thing, right? <clears throat> because a lot of the time I'll just say, okay, here's here's the subject matter about this book. So here's the pictures I want you to draw. And I have no idea how I'm going to make them rhyme. 
And then sometimes, rarely, I will have a mismatch where I'll be like, okay, I don't have the images I need to finish this out. I figured out the rhymes, but I have a couple blank pages I need to fill in. And then I'll go to the go to the cartoonist and say, I need I need a couple of these other images. Most of the time, though, one hour books done once I have the idea. The wow. ideas, you know, ripped from headlines, uh, trends, urban dictionary stuff I see on TikTok. You know, people start using a phrase, and I see it happening more and more. Like, you know, there's there's all these phrases people use. Like yeah. gluck gluck nine thousand was like a popular phrase people were using for you know, and and I was like, okay, I can make a book called that, right? That's like now it's a, now it's a thing, and uh um like sneaky link you know you'll hear people say a certain term and you'll be like i don't the first time i hear it i don't even know what it is i got an urban dictionary it yeah. okay i like <laughs> i like the diction i like the the definition of that so now i can make a book out of it yeah well like simp comes to mind i know that's, right. that's yeah. one of them too <laughs> yeah um and and a lot of people choose that book because they don't know what a simp is and they mm. don't want to tell they don't want to tell you or their friends in the room that they don't know what a simp is when i'm giving them book options and i hit daddy's a simp don't expect much inheritance which kind of gives you the you know the rough idea of what's going on same with dad's a cuck nobody knows what a cuck is so when i get to dad's a cuck they're always like dad's a cuck because they don't know what it means and they want they this is like you're going to educate me on this word and i can't wait for it so so it is i mean they're educational books i mean yeah i mean yeah (laughs) i'm in the the i'm in the edutainment business there you go. That works. <laughs> I was impressed. I was looking through your books uh, and I haven't heard this one, but I was, I, you already had a uh, slappy will. You already had a yeah. Will Smith one. And I'm like, God, that wasn't even two months ago. Um, I had it. And, I had it like a week and a half after it was done. I was going to say, I bet yeah. based on how you did it, that was probably once it happened. You're like, all right, something's got to come out of this one. I stayed up all night that night. I watched it happen. And it's like, you know, normally, you know, my girlfriend and I watch the Oscars or whatever. And we just kind of sit there on our phones and we half, half, you know, make fun of the things and kind of half appreciate it. And, and we're watching it. And then, and then we heard it mute and I looked up and we, you know, kind of saw all the stuff unfolding. And I'm like, I'm, I'm staying up tonight. I'm going to write like 20 Will Smith jokes. And I just put at like three o'clock in the morning, I'm tweeting Will Smith jokes, you know, and I'm putting them out on tick, making TikToks and, and, um, um, you know, I had, a, I had a bunch of them and then I had so, so much backlash like people were so everybody it, everything i do comes with backlash right but for like i'm like okay this should be easy i'm attacking will smith this should be easy he he just slapped another another man in the face this should be an e this should you know i'm punching up the guy's worth 300 million dollars you know i'm in my basement making tiktoks like we got to be able to you know no no leave leave him alone you know they were losing their minds and uh um so I started making all these videos about, cause I made this, I made this one video and I said, you know, how, how do you, uh, um, what did I say? I said, how do you stop an abusive man? And then I showed a picture of Will Smith smiling, holding his gold Oscar. And I said, and you know, this bald thing. And I said, give him a statue of his wife. And they just kind of, you know, they like, you know, they were just like, stop that. She has alopecia. And I'm like, so I had to make, I, I made this video where I was like, you guys know alopecia is not a terminal illness, right? Like, you know, I have alopecia and you guys make fun of it all the time, but all of a sudden Jada's a, you know, a hero. And then, uh, and then everybody was like, um, I don't know, everybody was defending Will Smith. So I made one more video where I was like, um, what you need to understand is, is actors are puppets. And I held up a puppet 
And I was like, you know, you know, you have to understand they get, they say whatever they get paid to say. And if you listen to them too much, you never really know whose hand is up their ass, you know? And I made all these, like all these books and the people just kept attacking me. And I'm like, and it took me three days to say, I'm turning this into a book. So I turned it into a book and, and just had a little bit of fun with it. And, and the audience liked it. Some people were like, you know, still giving me a hard time, but most people were like, I can't believe how fast you came out with this. And um, it sold really well for about a month. And now the sales are, are flat. Like it, we're all over the Will Smith thing now. Yeah, it's it's funny. It was one of those moments, though, where it, it, it somehow became one of those things where it's like everyone knows where they were when they first saw or heard. This generation's 9-11. Will Smith <laughs> yeah, slap. Such a, such a seemingly inconsequential moment. But it's like. Oh yeah, I was on a party bus yeah. on the way home. We had just flown back from Costa Rica at a bachelor party. Talk about uh, dad's got an STD. That's another. That's another conversation. But, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but, don't stop. <laughs> back up. Beep beep. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like all of a sudden it's just like everyone's like, "Oh, Will Smith hit Chris Rock." What the? You know, <laughs> just a weird thing. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, I, it's, I, I love it when those moments happen. Yeah, well, I mean, especially if you can, it can, you know, strike quickly. I, I like it because it divides people. Yeah, right? it's like it's such a stupid thing, but like you're either you were either the like there were people that were like you, talk, you say bad things about my woman, I'm gonna come and slap you too, you know, and um, and then there were like other people who are like that's toxic masculinity. It's like kind of everywhere, you know, in between, and like it was just fun to watch how everybody could divide on that line. And then, and then, and then you could see you, you saw how quickly some of them would cave. They'd be like, yeah, I'd punch you if you took my wife like that. And then people go in the comments and they'd be like, what, your wife can't stick up for herself. She, you know, and all, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, these people are professionals and this is what they do. And so you'd slap another man at work, you know, and all this stuff. And you know, like, no, you know, <laughs> like everybody's messing with everybody. And it's just kind of fun to watch everybody divide over something so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Really such an insignificant thing in the grand scheme of things like and then he went on like and this is my favorite part is he goes on to he he they let him stay he gets he gets the oscar he goes up and like five minutes ago some woman won best makeup and they and she started saying thank you and they played the music like 30 seconds into her thank yous and they let will smith monologue for like 12 minutes <laughs> about what about I am overwhelmed by what God has called upon me to do. Like he's Jimmy Swaggart up there giving us like, you know, evangelical lessons. Like God speaks through me. Now you're an actor. <laughs> you're, you're a fucking puppet, man. Like don't overinflate your importance. He's standing up there telling us God speaks through him. And, you know, he, he has to defend the Venus Williams, the, the, the Williams family because he played it because he played their dad in a movie shut up like, shut up self-righteous prick <laughs> I'm, i swear actors are the worst like they think they're so important and so special and they think they and like and i just find it funny when, like i'm gonna listen to robert de niro because i liked him in casino like what are you are you crazy <laughs> this guy's got famous reading other people's words yeah they, yeah with a, with a little bit of pizzazz and I'm, exactly and i'm not saying that they're not talented right but when they start to talk like they're like like will smith did where he's like god is calling on me to i'm here i'm a i'm an instrument of jesus or whatever you know and it's like really 
Jesus was famous for slapping people. I I mean, little known fact about Jesus. (laughs) Did he spank him or slap him? Uh, You know, dealer's choice. Yeah, did did you did you write a uh, book about uh, alopecia? No, I didn't. Um, (laughs) The the thing is, is whenever I write the topical books, I know they have a limited shelf life, and so I don't really want to do it too often because I don't want to have a bunch of like outdated pop culture references in my catalog i'd rather have it's like um when you when you go after things that are in the news cycle you die with the cycle and if it keeps coming up that's great but if it doesn't you know it's like you know like i thought about making a book called two wrongs don't make a written house (laughs) right and then i'm like that's not going to last right we're already over that so you know, like, you know, and I'm like, and, and they're, and they're kind of political. They're kind of, you kind of have to pick a side, but yeah. I had, a, I was, I was, dude, I was so like, I was so anti Will Smith when that happened. Cause I'm as a comedian, I'm like, obviously I'm not thinking I got to defend all comedians. I, I, he went up and slapped Chris Rock, whatever relationship they had prior to this led up to that. But like, it wasn't about, Oh, you know, I'm defending comedians. I just thought, you know, you're a grown man worth $300 million sitting in a tuxedo. And, and you had to, you know, you thought you were so important that you had to go up and slap someone in the face because your wife rolled her eyes. Like, yeah. you know, it, so it just, it, you know, that's, so I had no problem taking the side of fuck Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, <laughs> we keep talking about tucks in this episode, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of cuck in the conversation. But then, but so, so, so I'd rather talk about, why daddy hits mommy or dead babies or something that's like like dead babies will sell just as well today as it does 10 years from now 20 years from now and that's my goal right my goal is to build a catalog of books that are weird enough that if you're a teenager today you'll like it or if you're young today you'll like it you don't have to be i have a gen x audience i have audiences in different age groups but you know you and then you'll grow up with it and then hopefully when i'm old and retired you're buying them for your teenage kids and I can kind of have sit on a beach somewhere because my book royalties are, you know, carrying me like a like a weirdo Dr. Seuss, you know. What <laughs> one of the things that made me laugh the most, I was going through on Amazon and I was clicking on some of your books. And it's like other books you might like. And one of them was Oh, the Places You'll Go by Dr. Seuss. I'm like, how the fuck did that get in the algorithm? <laughs> I don't know. It's. It's good. I, I just love to think that somebody goes to buy a Dr. Seuss book and they're like, oh, look at these books. They're more, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah. You might <laughs> also like mom's Tinder profile. <laughs> oh, cinnamon. It's about a horse. This is yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. My grandkid loves horses. <laughs> I'm really hoping, you know, for these accidental purchases to happen where a grandmother does buy you know, cucumber Curtis can't come to dinner or cinnamon or whatever, thinking that it's, you know, that it's something normal. Like there was, okay. So there was this, this story that happened a few months ago here in Canada, where there was this um, dancing cactus, you know, those things that you turn on the music and it dances to the music, whatever, but this thing had its own music and they were, people were ordering them from China and whatever, but I guess Walmart had stocked them in their, in their like secondary marketplace online, you know, and, some woman bought it and it was like i guess the factory in china switched the chips out by mistake and it was playing some german rap music about snorting cocaine 
and it was just this, like it was this like cactus you know singing about cocaine and you know walmart went on the news and you know it was like a news story walmart had to pull it from the shelves and all this kind of stuff i thought it was really funny and i'm like you know walmart sells my books right walmart.com sells my books and i'm like wouldn't it be cool if some granny bought one of my books thinking it was a, a kid's book gave it to the kid and then they called their local news like I, i'm really hoping that that happens one day for my that, sake yeah that that's kind of what i that's best case scenario yeah it's totally I mean, my benefit someone else will <laughs> suffer i'm okay with that um you know i don't believe in karma so bring it on <laughs> kids gotta learn sometime sooner or later yeah that's uh it's it's gonna happen it's either my books or the schoolyard yeah and your your books are probably more you know correct i am the schoolyard <laughs> it, just hanging out here with julio <laughs> uh is there a book of yours just thinking through that is uh the one you have the most connection to like i you know like th this is my favorite child <laughs> um yeah um i really like race wars mm. Uh, because it triggers a lot of people, it upsets a lot of, there's a lot of 14 year old white kids that call me racist for having that book. Um, and it's my favorite because it's kind of the most, like, it's the one book that I did that was really kind of like, it had multiple layers and it was sort of, you know, like most of my books are just like straight to the point. We know what's going on here. There's no undertones. There's no subtext. There's nothing, but this was like, you know, about different colored cars in a race, you know, but still about real race and sort of, you know, so it, it like, and it, it just came to me one day. So I'm like, Oh my God, I gotta, I gotta do this. But it's the only one that I have that has like an extra layer of intelligence. Cause most of my humor is way just down here. Right. I'm in the gutter. And this one kind of just, you know, made it to like, you know, waste level on the street. And I <laughs> like that. Well, I, I was thinking, uh, I was thinking it was your books almost have like a South park quality. Because yeah. some episodes are just, hey, it's a towel that gets high. Yeah, yeah you know, it's a, a Christmas, it's a piece of shit that comes out of the toilet at Christmas time. Right. It's not really a, a thinker. Uh, but there are episodes where it's like, wow, this actually has a really deep, yeah. deep meaning to it that uh, most right. people probably are too dumb to grasp. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the fun part, right? Is when you can have that extra layer, but it's not always there. And I'm not like I'm not trying to change people's votes. I'm not trying to make them, you know, think differently. I'm not, that's not my goal. My goal is to just make you laugh and have fun. Some of my stuff's political, but I'm not there to change. Like a lot of people are like, you know, they get so mad when they think you're trying to change their mind or they get so mad when they think you have one belief that doesn't stack up with their left or right stack of beliefs. And, and, you know, so they, they, you know, they get, they get upset or they choose a side because they think they have to, you know, the whole white savior concept of like, you know, you're a white person talking about race. I'm a white person. I have to defend people of color on their behalf. Right. I'm now their savior coming in on a horse, you know, no, you're not. They can handle it. I've, I have literally read this book to rooms, like rooms full of, of, you know, of Brown people. And they're laughing at the Brown page joke, you know, and it's just like nobody, it, the only people getting mad, are, are little white kids that feel like they have to stand up for somebody that they don't have to stand up for. And um, all the all the stereotypes in the book 
are positive stereotypes. They're not negative, but they're like, you're using stereotypes. That's racist. It's like, no, there's a, you know, there, there are some stereotypes that are okay. It's like saying all turtles are slow is not, you know, it's a true stereotype. And even a turtle will agree that they're slow. So that's not negative. And, and so, you know, and they get, but they just get so mad. And I, and I like to have fun with it because it's like in, in 2022, a middle-aged white dude saying anything about race is going to upset a certain group of people, but then delight another group of people because they're like, Oh my God, nobody's talking about this. You're talking about this. And you know, I'm not afraid to talk about it because I don't come from a place of hate. I'm, I don't, you know, I don't feel that way. So I know I can freely talk about it. And it's, it's, I know I'm going to upset some people. I know I'm going to get labeled, but I can argue it with every single person who does. And like, at the end, they're like, all you do is argue with people until they seem stupid. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry, you seem <laughs> stupid, but like you, t- you called me racist. And now you're saying I'm not because, because we had a conversation about it. And now you feel stupid that's on you. Like, yeah. so I think that's why I love that book so much because it created so much like, and I, it's funny, the book's been out for a year. Right. And I made a song, had a song made for it recently. I'm working with an electronic music producer and had some music published on Spotify. We made race wars into a song and the, the snippet that TikTok chose was just the stereotypes snippet. So now when I read it on TikTok and I play the music, and I'm just showing that part. It's just the stereotype. So people are now completely taking it out of context, which is awesome, right? Because yeah. it's like, okay, you took a snippet of what I did, or I, I gave you the snippet that made you angry. And now you, don't, you haven't even watched the whole thing and you're mad and you're telling everybody else to be mad and it's bringing me more followers. So keep it coming. Yeah, well, and that's, I, I think that's a couple of things there that are funny is it is always, it seems to be the rich white, kids the rich young white people who are the people who seem to be offended by the most things that you know just i I don't even remember the context but even my daughter who's not rich but she is a white kid uh i said something so i I think she was complaining about her stepfather's cooking saying how i'm a better cook i'm like well white people don't know how to season food she's like well that's racist i'm like no it's not it might not be true about every white person but I am white, just I consider myself Italian when I cook. Right. (laughs) I identify as Italian when I'm cooking. Yeah, when I'm in the kitchen, I identify as Italian because I don't want to be labeled as a white person in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) But but that's just the gut reaction of and she's 12. And that's I think that's just conditioned in them. Like any any you say the word black and yeah, people or race and people are going to get nervous. Oh yeah! Immediately they're like, I don't know how to handle this. I need to, I need to, uh, I need to speak up because that's what they tell you. You need to speak up, and you do. When something real is happening, right? If someone is being treated poorly or discriminated against, you do need to speak up. But the but when you think you can change the world by yelling at comedians on the internet, that's that's where you have a mental illness, right? It's like you can't. (laughs) That's not going to help you, and and you're you're not going to fix racism or or anything else for that matter by yelling at the joke man right it's just not going to help you right and that's i think i've heard you say um because i listened to you on another bits of you on another pod a couple podcasts and i think i heard you say this which is what i've 
said and i stole that from adam carolla so it's not something i've uh i you know thought of myself but it's like just don't apologize if you're not saying right. anything with malice never apologize for it because once you apologize is when they'll say out oh, look he's admitting he oh yeah he's a racist they go, <laughs> they go hard on you when you apologize so i actually do i have a so i what i do is i i'll read a book and then when the negative comments start to come i'll pick the best one and I will make an apology video to the negative comment. And the apology video is always the same. Um, you know, I'll, I'll say, I'm, 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 you know, I, I wanted to come on here and apologize. I'm sorry that your parents raised a little bitch, you know, and, and you know, and I do all these like non-apology apology videos. And then people sometimes will say, I don't know what I like more, your books or your apology videos, you know, and it's just like, but I, but. I constantly make them think I'm apologizing. And sometimes people don't even watch the whole video and they're in there going, don't apologize, dude. Like you're, yeah. you know, and I'm like, watch the whole thing. We're joking here. Like there's never an apology. And if there is one, it look, it's a fake apology. And then they're like, damn it. Like they, they're waiting for it. They're like, it's like blood in the water, right? They see, they're like, oh, he's apologizing. Cause the people who really like you not giving a fuck, they, they don't, they don't want to see you apologizing. Right. Right. So they get mad if they think you're apologizing and the people who want you to apologize, it's, it's like, Oh yeah. Tell me you're sorry. <laughs> like they get so excited. Right. And then, and then, and then the, you know, just when they think it's coming, what happens? You're a little bitch. And, and you, know, you, just, you just rob, you rob it from them at the, at the, at the, at the crescendo, you know? And it's just like, so I like doing that. I like having a little fun with it because I don't care. And, and the thing is, is that, you can't, you can't cancel somebody. Here's the thing. You can't cancel somebody for, unless they're actually being hateful. Right. Yeah. And so they get so mad. They're like, how have you not been canceled? And it's like, well, cause I'm, you know, and then, and then I made a video about that. I said, somebody said, how have you not been canceled? And I held up one of my books and I said, because making jokes about bad things is not the same as doing bad things. Right. Bill Cosby got canceled cause he was raping. Yeah. You know, I just talk about it. <laughs> actions speak louder than words one, exactly. one could argue exactly right <laughs> if you're going to do the rape you're going to do the time if you're going to talk about the rape you're going to get bad comments and that's it so <laughs> and, and 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 the thing is is that i don't have a boss i don't have i don't have a manager or i'm an agent i don't have a publisher i don't have anybody to answer to nobody approves anything that i do i publish i self-publish my work we live in a world now where, I mean, look, if Cardi B can, can publish songs on Spotify, they can't stop me from saying oh, right. whatever I want to say, right? Like bring a dustpan and a broom for these dry ass balls. Cause I'm going to make some videos. I'm going to make some music. <laughs> and, and it's like, you know, the, I don't know. I, I, I feel like we live in a world now where everybody tries to cancel everybody, but when they figure out you can't be, or you just don't care, they just have to block you because that's how we live right. now. We just block you. There's a button. You can make the, you can make the bad band go away. You just have to click the block button and I'm, you'll never see me again. And, and that is the end of our relationship. That's how the internet works. But for some reason, there's a small group of people rather than one click or two clicks, you know, click on a block. They have to click a million times and write, so many words and invest so much of their time in you because they have to tell you to cancel yourself 
and they yeah. think that's going to work, right? We want you to resign from what you're doing. We want you to go and get a regular job and stop doing this because we're upset rather than click block. I had, uh, I, I actually had a lot of that this past week because I, my, uh, it won't be by time this episode comes out, but the last episode I put out was with a flat earther. And, uh, oh man, there are people who chase him across the internet and, you know, they, they're coming at me. You're propagating deceitful lies that will destroy humanity. I'm like, yo, you must really think the earth is flat. If you're that crazy about this guy saying, like, I'm a comedian who's having fun, having a flat earther to talk to, like, you're, you're taking this shit way too seriously. I, I even had, uh, did you ever watch, uh, Breaking Bad? Yeah, weird segue. Um, I, I was I'm in a private Breaking Bad uh, group and I'm watching it for like the fifth time, but it's been years since I've watched it. So I'm going through Breaking Bad and, and the scene in, when Jane dies. Spoiler alert, folks. Uh, <laughs> uh, the scene where Jane dies, I go on to that Facebook group. I say, you know, this is the first time I've really thought it's really good that she died because their relationship was toxic. They were horrible yeah. for each other. She was, she was problematic. Yeah. And, and, and the first, one of the first responses, Oh, and I said, I don't know why they romanticized the relationship so much. Like she, they were terrible. Like I, they, I think even Vince Gilligan and crew romanticized it way more than it should have been. They were horrible for each other. They, you know, one of them was going to die. The first guy who disagreed with me, it's like such a misogynistic take. Why would you think she should die instead of Jesse? I'm like, well, I don't know. The show is about Walt and Jesse. I, I think it would have kind of dropped off if it was Walt yeah, and Jane. He's one of the main characters. <laughs> yeah, I'd prefer not to kill off the main, you know, the second lead in the show, right? Right in the second <laughs> season. That just seems, you know, seems like she was the easier option. <laughs> yeah. But the first, the first reaction, though, again, is yeah, it's misogynistic. I'm like, eh, sure. no, not really. Yeah. We shouldn't kill Minnie. We should kill Mickey. Yeah, well, you can make that argument. The guy, does he walk around? No, that's Donald Duck who walks around with no pants. I mean, I don't know how he hasn't been canceled yet. That's true, yeah. I mean, that he and Porky Pig are kind of problematic. Porky Pig. <laughs> that's, talk about Urban Dictionary. The best one I, I ever saw was uh, Porky Pigging it. When you walk around your house with a shirt on and no bottoms. Oh. Not a regular thing for me, but, you know, to each their own, I guess. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> I'd be remiss just because your uh, background, which uh, anyone who hasn't seen, it's extravagant with Marvel and DC and comic books and stuff. I, I assume you've uh, you've seen the, the latest Doctor Strange movie. Nope, I have not. Oh, you haven't? I have not. So oh. I, um, I've seen, I've, I've <laughs> I won't seen spoil the, it then. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't. Um, I've seen the Batman. I'm not I'm not mm. a huge Doctor Strange fan and um I'm not as into the movies as I was into the comics and the characters um and this what you see behind me is really just um a collection of some of my favorite things you know in terms of of characters and art and um uh you know it's it's for me, it's not about the movies as much as it is about the nostalgia of the comics, which I read when I was like 12. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so when I, when I was, when I was 12, I sold my entire, I had a comic collection, many of which are now behind me. 
um, you know, like there, I can, there are comics behind me that I had when I was 12 that I sold, you know, cause I discovered girls and, you know, <laughs> decided it's time to buy a guitar or whatever and sold all my comic collection. And then when I got older and I had some money, I was like, you know what? I want to buy some of these back. Like not the, obviously, you know, not the same ones, but I bought them graded because I've read them already. I just wanted, I just wanted to have the covers in my life again, for some reason. Like I like looking at old comic book covers that I, that I read as a kid. Um, and then some of them are just ones that I like, you know, now, but as far as the movies go, I don't like, I've seen the Batman, uh, you know, I've seen the justice league Snyder cut, you know, I've seen most of the movies once they kind of hit streaming, but I don't like go to the theater to watch them. Um, for the most part, unless like, you know, especially lately, like I'm kind of weird with COVID. I haven't been to a theater since it all happened. So I just wait for it to come out or even pay the money to watch it premium on my TV or whatever. And, um, so I may watch it when it, when it hits whatever streaming, just not a movie guy. Gotcha. No, that makes sense. I, uh, I, I can't get into DC movies, the Batman, they're, they're, it's funny talking to you and watching, you know, you read your books for hours. I laugh hysterically, but I'm like, Ooh, Batman, the DC stuff. It's a little too gritty for me. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like the dark. The Joker is one of my favorite movies, you know, and that one we saw in the theater cause it was before COVID and, and loved it. Like I thought it was one of the best DC movies ever made. Um, and the, the new Batman, the, the newest one is really good. Like I liked it. I liked, I like dark, you know, I like dark. I like, I like my villains to have mental illnesses. I don't like them to have clown costumes. I like them to be, you know, the, I mean, obviously yeah. the Joker wears a clown costume, but <laughs> yeah. you know, like, you know, there's, there's something about that. Like a lot of the Marvel villains are a little too theatrical. They're a little too pizzazz. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you get, you, you get the, the DC ones. They're just, they're, they're like, they went through some shit, <laughs> you know? And I like that. Even the, even the heroes been through some shit. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I, I always thought, and, and I like Joker, um, but I did always think they should do more movies where the lead is the villain. Yeah. You know, like Superman grew up on a farm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, he's so American. He's so, it's just like, so I like Superman, but you know what I mean? It's like, he's just not as dark as, you know, someone who's like parents died and, you know, or, or, or went, went through something really, really harsh. And I just, I like that, you know, I like that, like, you know, you know, um, Spider-Man, you know, he lives with his aunt and uncle, like, okay, you're, you know, and then your uncle died, but it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's just not as dark. There's something, there's just, it's a little too much fun. And I like it to be a little darker. I wonder if they could redo a, a darker version of Superman. He, he's too clean cut, too perfect where, you know, his whole yeah. planet got destroyed, right? He, he could right. have maybe a little mental illness about that that sure. could make him a, a little more interesting character. He, to me, he, he's kind of like Captain America, where it's like, I'm just perfect. Like, we, need, we, we need a <laughs> Superman multiverse where when his meteor crashes, he gets, a, he gets adopted by a crack mama, right? And, the, and, and, and then, you know, he's, he's raised in the projects and he, you know, he comes out like, you know, hating the government. I think that would be the, you know, and he's just like, you know, he's like, he's like part, you know, I don't know, Oklahoma city bomber, part Unabomber, part superhero. I like that. I right? think that he's like, he's like saving the world from insurance corruption. 
I vote that they make a, a fat uh, Superman also. It doesn't need to be perfect. He can still have all the superpowers, that. but who says he needs to have a sculpted body? But he doesn't care what his physique looks like. Yeah. He, so he he's he like, I don't need like I don't need to eat. So I, I don't need to eat. So I only eat Doritos. <laughs> Taco Bell, late night, That's late right, night corn yeah. dogs. That's right. He just doesn't care. He's just like piling it in. Yeah. So he, he, can still, he can still swoop down and save the day. Yeah. Well, I, I liked, I did like fat Thor. I thought it was a little too easy the way they did it, but I'm like, that's good. It, you know, he still has a superpowers. He just chooses right. to fill himself up with pizza and beer now. Yeah. Fat like, Batman would be kind of cool too. Oh yeah. Right. He's a billionaire. He doesn't need to, he doesn't care. He's got money. Yeah, he can afford those late night Uber Eats deliveries. Just let it go. It's all it's all about the toys. It's all about the utility belt. Like he's just like you know, pulling it. He's got a he's got a gadget for everything. That's all that matters, right? Just thinking of Batman, like his Batcave is actually like an SM place. It's like fifty shades of gray type Batman. Oh yeah, girls would love it. <laughs> it would uh it would be a different t- twist. Yeah. What do you I got mean, going on here? What's happening here? <laughs> Ooh, bat cuffs. Hey, if, you, if you're going to do a multiverse, you got to go all in, right? Is this, is this the battering ram? <laughs> what are we going to do with that? I think, I think we may have stumbled into like a new porn genre that, I mean, it probably already exists, but. Yeah. We'll talk about it offline. We're going to start a business together, you and me. Yeah. <laughs> weird, weird, obese batman <laughs> dominates penguin in the bat cave <laughs> i mean i'm sold yeah yeah i mean there'd be a market for it there's a market for everything right in that genre yeah there is <laughs> yeah, right yeah. um <coughs> excuse me <clears throat> um well time has flown by so i do want to uh to uh make sure uh you give plugs to all of my listeners uh, and I'd be remiss if I didn't ask if you could uh, also read me one of your stories so my listeners can get the full experience. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. All right. Hang on. I'm going to give you some options because that's how I roll. Oh, yeah. This is, this is arguably the most enjoyable part, too. <laughs> Here are your options. Mom plus dad plus Chad, your parents have formed a triad. We're not camping. Mom and dad lied. We're homeless. Cucumber Curtis can't come to dinner. Mom runs trains on the weekend with dad's friends. Don't bathe with Uncle Joe. Setting boundaries with adults. Race wars. Or child services. They're coming for you and your big sister, too. Uh... I love the Uncle Joe one because my brother is uh, my my children's Uncle Joe. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I guess I probably need to go with that just to just to take a dig at him. Uncle Joe got fired at work. He said because his boss is a jerk. You heard the audio, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Uncle Joe has allegations. Mom and Dad have reservations. Uncle Joe is staying here. Uncle Joe might offer you beer. Careful not to take a sip. Roofies are what he might slip. <laughs> Uncle Joe likes having baths. Uncle Joe might touch your ass. Keep your distance from his hands, even when he makes demands. When in doubt, you can just say no and never bathe with Uncle Joe. Don't bathe with Uncle Joe. That is uh that is fantastic. Yeah. I will Thank uh I I'll, I'll I'll have to let my kids uh watch that part. <laughs> Why not? It's, it's they have lesson. an uncle Joe. It's an important it's an important lesson. <laughs> it it really is. They also have a stepdad Joe, which is even more oh. you know, never mind. It's a lot of Joe. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Joe. Yeah. <laughs> uh my my plug is easy. It's just Brad Goss. You can find me anywhere. Google me, G-O-S-S-E. Um, it's the easiest thing. It's like you can find me in all the places, but Google's the easiest way. Yes, very easy to find. I'll 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 throw links in the uh, show notes as well. Um, but again, pretty easy to uh, find him anywhere you want. Uh, <laughs> YouTube, Spotify, all the social medias. Uh, Brad, uh, keep it up, man. Uh, Thanks. Man. <clears throat> I love your content, and thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. That was it. That was the episode. Thanks again to Brad Goss. Check out all of his websites and his social media, uh, his his YouTube, his Instagram, his TikTok. All of it is hilarious. Um, and obviously his books. Uh, trying to figure out which which uh, book I want to buy. I'm considering um, getting a uh, considering. Well. I'm trying to redesign the Jeff McAlino studio. So one thing I'm uh, trying to do is kind of go back to some of my old guests and, you know, get some of their stuff kind of hidden in the background behind me. Um, I'm a ways off from that. So I'm, I'm definitely going to get something from Brad to uh, stick in the background Got a really cool sticker just to shout out uh, something I got recently. It's only a couple bucks on uh, his Facebook shop, Mike Famalant. Uh, Famalant. God dang it, I messed his name up again. <laughs> uh, his uh, The Bigfoot guy. I got a cool sticker. Uh, actually, he sent me two. Um, one's black and one's white, but it's a, it's a UFO uh, sucking a Bigfoot up into it. I'll, I'll show it to you guys at some point on a, on a video. Uh, again, if you could, go to my YouTube also. Hit that subscribe button uh, and follow me on all the socials. TikTok. Yeah, I'm going to try TikTok more. Uh, Twitter, that's my most popular one. Facebook. Uh, Instagram. You know, just, just give me all the follows and go on IMDb and rate the podcast. Because when you go in and rate each episode... It helps me know uh, which episodes are your favorite. And uh, let me quickly tell you, I've got... So only episodes that have at least five ratings end up uh, getting like a, a public rating. Uh, so 
believe I'm somewhere in the 40s of uh, the number of episodes that actually have a rating. And out of those, didn't plan on doing this, but I'm going to do it anyways with you. Uh, let's see. There are still nine that have a perfect 10-star rating. Um, so check those out if you're if you're looking for episodes to watch. These are probably good places to start if you're new to the podcast. Uh, I'll quickly shout them off, too, since there's only nine of them. Uh, and most of them, I'm just scrolling through. Yeah, it looks like 45 of them have public ratings. None lower than a 7.8, which is not bad. Uh, the vast majority of them are uh, nine and above so that's cool um i went through and rated all my solo episode sevens because i don't want you to even bother listening to those <laughs> um but still the the overall rating is higher than that for those uh but the nine with the 10 star ratings uh currently that again these are ones that have at least five ratings uh, Dr. Jeff Zwierink, that's the astrophysicist, that was a relatively recent one. Shishil Ganesh, uh, that was a really cool one. I wasn't sure how that one was going to turn out, but I had a blast talking to him. Uh, Michael Brent Collings, uh, best-selling author. He had a, a good following, uh, a good boost in the listens when he came on. Uh, Joseph Macalino, hey, that guy's related to me. Don't bathe with Uncle Joe, kids. Uh Larry Sharp, uh, who is running for governor of New York uh, as a libertarian. Uh, if you're not familiar with him, check out that episode and check him out. Uh, Adina Mignona, uh, who was one of the most fun podcasts I've ever had. Um, she uh, worked a lot with rockets and space technology type stuff. Uh, and she's also an author. Jonathan McLernan, uh, who I was on his podcast as well. Jonathan, super cool guy. I still shoot him messages back and forth occasionally. Uh, and two more. R. Scott Edwards. Uh, he's a former comedy club owner. He had some great stories about uh, Gary Shandling and uh, Bob Saget. Rest in peace to both of those guys. Uh, and uh, Jeremy Nunez uh, rounds out the, uh, the nine... 10-star rated podcast, Jeremy Nunez, with a uh, great special on Amazon Prime. He also has a cool book, uh, You Can't Write City Hall. I'm hoping he is able to turn that into a TV show because uh, he was mayor of his small town. Uh, and uh, also a dry bar special you can you can pull up on YouTube. Uh, so, hey, that's it. That's, that's the perfect nine. Maybe this one will be the 10th perfect 10. Uh, star episode only you can decide go on imdb and rate the episode uh and again it does help me because you know i get a feel of what uh, what people might like more than other things uh obviously you know legitimate space scientists uh people uh are popular and uh you know family members well at least one of them appear to be popular as well <laughs> uh so hey Check uh, check that out on IMDb and, and help me out by leaving ratings for everything. Uh, and that will about do it. Uh, hopefully the Lightning have won game two and three by the time you're listening to this. Uh, if you don't already subscribe to FL Teams, that's the sports website that I do some, uh, I do a podcast for, a Lightning and Grace podcast, and uh, also do some, some live 
shows and uh, I'm doing a like quick five minute post game show reaction after every lightning playoff game from here out. So subscribe to FL teams on YouTube as well. So you can see my pretty face reacting to the lightning, hopefully winning. Uh, all right. Thanks again to Brad Goss. Check his stuff out. Check my stuff out. I love you forever and always everybody who listened this long. Peace.